What's going on, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Left Side Lock Hockey Podcast. Paul and Trevor are live here today from Trevor's parents' basement, where we're here to kick off of the World Juniors. What's going on, Trevor? How are you today, bro? I'm good, Paulie. Good to see you, buddy. Live from the basement, and I mean, we've watched numerous World Junior games down here, so it's good to be back since I moved out earlier this uh, this December, so... It's good to be back and uh, watching the game with the boys. Yeah, it's good to be back watching the game with you again. It's been a few years now, and it's uh, good to be back with you. How was your Christmas, man? It was good. Just uh, hanging out with the with my girlfriend and uh, her family and my family. So it was nice, even though uh, some COVID protocols came in, but we were still able to get together in small groups. So it was good. It was a good time, and... It's, I'm just glad that it's World Junior Day, baby. Yeah, that's it, buddy. It's time for the World Juniors. We're finally here, man. We're finally here. What's this tournament looking like, man? How's today going so far? The boy, the boys are all wheeling, man. Uh, I mean, every I know all the players that are playing in the tournament this year are excited. And uh, so far right now, Finland uh, beat uh, Germany uh, 3-1. And I believe uh, Sweden was up on uh, Russia 3-1 the last time we checked. Yeah, we're uh, we're here now. Thirty minutes before uh, the game, before uh, before the game between Canada and the Czech Republic, there's uh, twenty minutes left here in the Russia Sweden game. Sweden's up three one. What do you think about Russia right now? Because they didn't they didn't excite me against Canada in the pre uh, pre tournament game, and they don't look like they're doing too well right now. No, and just like the pre tournament game against Canada, they were. They were down 4 nothing to start, and then they finally started getting their legs, and it's just like that again here today. Gave up a 3 nothing lead to start off against Sweden, and it looks like they've scored here to end the second period off, but the slow starts aren't going to do it for them, I don't think, man. Especially no, not in this tournament. Well, especially in that uh, div- in that division, right? Mm-hmm. With, um, with uh, Russia, USA, Sweden, Slovakia, and Switzerland. Yeah. So that's a tough one with... Having the three powerhouses with USA and uh, Sweden and Russia, so you gotta you gotta make sure you're uh, scoring goals and uh, winning those those big matchup games. Yeah, for sure, I I agree. Like that's definitely the tougher of the two divisions when you look at the especially like the complete breakdown. Like Sweden's big streak ended just last year in the in the round robin. USA and Russia, like you don't gotta talk too much about them, and. In my opinion, Czechia, Czech Republic there, they're going to have a really good team. Yeah, they look good. And I mean, they're usually a dark horse, and like they'll usually round out the top six. But I mean, you never know what you're going to get each year. And I mean, they could easily give those other top five teams a real good run for their money. So yeah. we'll see how that goes too. Yeah, we got that Canada and Czech Republic game starting up pretty shortly here. What's that uh, We kind of looked at the Canadian team, but that Czech team's got some pretty good players on there, eh? Yeah, they have that Jan Bedner, 19-year-old from in the who plays in the Quebec Major Junior League. He's a goalie, um, drafted by Detroit in 2020 in 107th overall. And, I mean, Detroit's loading up on goalies. They also... Uh, loading up in general, I think, bro. Oh, exactly. And then you got uh, Montreal, Canadiens prospect. Big win for us. Yep. Jan Mysak, who's uh, named captain. He's uh, he's another good player to look for and check. So you gotta you gotta th- if you're Canada, you gotta think that you can't overlook them, right? So no, exactly. they're gonna give you a game. Yep. So hopefully your confidence isn't up too high if you're a Team Canada fan, because I feel like the game tonight's gonna be a tight one. 
Exactly. And if you want to look at uh, some other uh, teams like USA, they have six returning players. They always, they're always a threat. And I mean, when they always have a lot of returning players, they always are a force. Oh, for sure. That can, that American team, they seem to always be consistent. They got some uh, six returning players, some key guys to look at, look at this year. We got Matt Benair, Jake Sanderson, the captain, buddy, that he is a smooth skater. Like, just unbelievable on his skates on the defensive end there. He'll be in the NHL, if not next season, the season after. And, yeah. I mean, he's a future NHLer, good, great defenseman. Oh, for sure. And he's going to look good in the next, his pretty much his whole career. Yeah. They got Luke Hughes. Another one of those Hughes brothers, Those eh? Hughes brothers are killing him, man. Wow. I don't, I don't know what the water is at their house, but. I man, want it. Yeah, Let exactly. me give that some of that to my son. Holy. Big shout out to those Hughes parents. Yeah, great job. Three sons, all in the top five? I think so, yeah. Because I think Quinn went the lowest at five. Yeah, at five. And there's the two of them in the NHL right now are excelling, and I'm very excited to see how Luke does when he gets there. Oh, He'll be fun to watch this I know, tournament. I know it took Jack a couple years, and he's. Mm-hmm. I know he's lighting it up right now. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he had a good shot at being on uh, Team USA if uh, NHL players would have been on uh, oh, going I, to the Olympics. So, I think so. And I think I think, he'll, I think he'll be there 2026 without a doubt. I wouldn't be shocked if all three of them are there eventually. That would be cool. That would be really cool to watch. All three brothers playing on the same Olympic team. That would be unreal. Yeah, that would be really cool to watch, man. And then, uh, do you want to talk about Slovakia a bit? I know you yeah. were, uh, you were like, excited uh, talking about them when we were talking earlier. Yeah, like that that team. Like When you just kind of look at that team, you're like, you don't expect much from Slovakian hockey teams, but when you look at their team now, like a lot of high-end hockey players and a lot of draft picks, and like this 16-year-old they got there now, Dalibor Dvorsky, played in the Halinka Gretzky Cup, 12 points in five games, and he's only 16 years 16 old. 16 years old, so you'll be seeing him out there with his face mask on because he's not old enough to wear a visor yet. Like what? <laughs> I know a lot, everybody's been talking about Connor Bedard, but you got to look at you got him, and then you also have um, the uh, uh, Michkov from uh, Russia. Yeah, he's uh, he's eligible. Like it's between right now, it's between him and Bedard for one one or two in the twenty twenty three NHL draft. But now you got to look at uh, Dalibor Dvorsky as well. Yeah. So right now we could have the top three picks in the twenty twenty three draft. Being in this World Juniors, yeah. So I mean, it's so exciting that there's so many young players. I know, uh, I know the USA team ha- has one of their goalies is um, is a U uh, is a 17 year old. So you got um, uh, Dylan uh, Silverstein. He plays on the U.S. national uh, national development team U18. So he's a he's a 2022 draft, but I mean he's a 2004 born. So yeah, his draft years this year. So look out for him to have a big tournament because a lot of these guys are they want to come out and show everybody what they can do because their draft years are this year. And every single NHL team, without a doubt, has uh, has their scouts there this this uh, coming week watching because this is the number one tournament you're going to see all year long no matter what absolutely and normally this tournament is known as like a u8 it's a u18 u19 tournament but now a lot of teams are taking their u17 u16 players 
What do you think about that? Do you think it's smart bringing underage players to these tournaments now? I think I think it's a great idea because this tournament is on such a big stage and playing it's so different when you go from playing in like little arenas with small amount of fans and small media coverage to when you go and you have all that pressure of all those fans and all that media. I think it's good for the young guys to get used to that at an early age. The more that they get accustomed to that kind of pressure from the outside world of what's on the ice, I think when they get get used to that pressure of what's outside, the more that they get to kind of take that in, the better it is for them. Because especially when they're playing over in Europe, I feel like when they're so young, they don't get all that coverage. They don't get so much shine on them. Absolutely, and I totally agree with you on that because... When, if you look at all the young kids that normally are the the 17-year-olds playing in this tournament that are from Europe, they're all playing against grown men in their senior leagues. Mm-hmm. And normally they are their best players on the team, right? Or if yep. not, they're top three or five. Yep. So, I mean, they light it up there. They're used to the professional hockey. So, by the time they come here playing against uh, 18 and 19-year-old junior players, yep. they've already they already have their professionalism. They're basically, um, so they laid it up for two or three, maybe three years in the World Juniors, get drafted, get the experience. They're still playing against guys their own age in the World Juniors, but then they're able to step into the NHL a lot quicker because they're used to that experience. Exactly. Like, if you look at Russia, um, their goalie, Askarov, he's playing in his third World Juniors. Third World Juniors, yeah. Like... Think not, about the experience not, that you're getting being there. Exactly. And not many guys can do that. Like, most guys that play underage, um, play on the team in underage for Canada, usually get to play one, maybe two seasons. Because they're usually going in the NHL. Like, yeah. if you look at Bedard, yeah. Bedard will probably get to play... This year and next this year. This year and next year. That's it. He might play his U18 year. Probably not. No. Whereas, like, and you look at uh, McDavid. Yeah. McDavid got to play two seasons because he didn't, because he got to play uh, as a 16-year-old, 16 16-17-year-old. So then same thing, Shane Wright, he'll get to play this year. Or Bedard. No, no, Wright. Because oh, Wright's, yeah. Wright's an underage too. Yeah. Right? So Wright will be able to play as an underage this year. And next year, he's arguably number one overall. Yeah. Do you think, uh, do you think a team... Could be Montreal, could be Arizona. Yeah. They're not sending him back to the World Juniors. No, I don't think so. There's not a chance. No, not not, Especially not on those playing, kind of rosters. Because the like, way I, he is. Yeah, those he could step in and be a number one or number two center easily on those two teams. In my exactly. opinion. In my opinion, yeah. He could fit in number one or two on Montreal without a doubt in my mind. Because right now, if you ask me, there's not one guy on the Montreal Canadiens that would fit on a first line on one of the playoff teams right now. Not at all. But they're all they're all second and third line depth. Guys. Hey, that's it, that's it. So, yeah. So you got a guy like Shane Wright. Oh, dude, so exciting if he would be drafted by Montreal. It would be. Yeah. And I mean, I know the fans want it. Yeah. I know there was. There's uh, already a fan with a jersey. Yeah, on. Yeah, I know he already yeah. got it ready. And I know uh, I know Shane Wright saw that and he he had a good chuckle with that. So. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I watched the interview and he even said in his interview, "We'd love to play in Montreal." So. Well, I mean, it's Let's such get a deep here. organization, right? Yeah. So A lot of people like to go there because of the history that's involved. Yeah. But the thing is, once you get there, they don't understand the pressure that comes with playing in Montreal. Absolutely, man. The fans there. Oh. I'm a big Montreal fan. 
but I can't stand the hockey fans in Quebec. I'm sorry. I know we yeah. probably got some fans over there, but you guys drive me fucking bonkers. And I mean, we understand being diehard fans, and we are, and we're just as hard on the team as anybody else. But I mean, when he's one of your best players, or they do it all the time. When someone's one of your best players, and then all of a sudden you turn on them because they have a bad game. Yeah. No, of course nobody wants to play in Montreal because your own fans boo you out of the arena. Yeah, and that, yeah, it's like that all across Canada. That, I think that's why the market's so difficult up here. Yeah, and uh, did you also want to talk about Brad Lambert from uh, Finland? I know yeah. he's. Uh, yeah, he is. You know, I'm not. Well. I'm not trying to show any bias because you know me and him do share a last name, but he's. Uh, I think he's someone to watch for in this year's uh, World Juniors. He uh, played last year as a 16 year old. Uh, he's not having the best year this year in his uh, in his league play, but he started off the tournament two assists today against the Germans. He had a really good tournament last year. I think he's someone to look forward to. He's a top prospect in this year's draft. And I think that Finnish team is going to be uh, really good the whole tournament. That Simon Tival guy played last year as well, playing in uh, La Liga for Tapera. And he had uh, he was a point per game last year in the tournament as well. Another returning player for the Russians. Yeah, or uh, Finns, sorry, the, for the Finns, not the Russians, for the Finns. Yeah, and uh, we were talking earlier that uh, this year there's no relegation. So Yeah, very th- interesting. Do you think that uh, Swiss and uh, Austria were the two teams that would have been battling yeah. for the re- relegation? Typically, yeah, it would have been those, I think it would have been those two teams battling it out. But it uh, looks like this year Belarus won their uh, won the tournament to be able to come into the World Juniors. So looks like next year we're going to have 11 teams playing in the World yeah. Juniors, which and is that, strange. That's due to uh, COVID, COVID protocols because yep. of, I guess there was an issue with Austria's team and, with yep. um, COVID protocols and whatnot. So instead of, um, because of the issue, they were able to play in the 10-team 10, 10 tournament this year. And yep. then next year... They'll still play in the tournament. Yeah. And then I'm assuming in the 2024. Yeah, they plan to go back to 10 teams again. Yeah, so there will probably be two teams relegated. Yeah. There isn't, uh, the IHF hasn't released any details yet as to what the scheduling and what the grouping is going to look. Because I'm very intrigued to see how it's going to look with an odd number of teams there. Yeah. Because one group is going to have to have one more amount of teams than the other one. It'll definitely be so, interesting, but I wonder... Do you play more games and then go back to like that old style tournaments where you play each team once, and then you do like well, that's how they do it. That's how they do it right now, right? Like everybody plays each other once, and then they well in your division. In your division, yeah. So you're only playing four games. Yeah. So I'm saying, do you go back to To where you play fucking ten? You play ten games. That'd be. I think I don't think they have the time allotted for that. No, I know that's the thing, but like I mean, but at the same time, they're in a tournament. I don't think I don't think they need to have days off. Like right now, Canada plays today, then they have tomorrow off, the 27th off, and then they play the 28th, 29th, yeah. the 30th off, then they play the 31st. The 31st and then, Typically, like you're in a tournament, yeah, you, you should be playing off. every single day. You're in a hockey tournament. That's the way it's been for me. Like when I grew up playing yeah. hockey, you're playing hockey games every single but day. But you also got to look at, these guys are uh, close to being professional athletes, 18, 19 Oh, without a old, doubt, yeah. But and they're playing a lot more. I can tell you, but like as a hockey level. fan, tomorrow... I'm probably going to sit there and be like, fuck, I wish there was a Team Canada game on today. No, I 100% agree with you. Right? But at the same time, you got to think as like tournament when you're a kid, right? You're 12, 13 years old. You're bouncing back like crazy. You don't need the yeah. recovery time as much as where these guys, they're flying. They're 100% uh, 
beating on each other all game. So the recovery time is not going to be. Yeah. Needs to be a lot longer, right? Yeah. No, I I understand that aspect of it as well, and I feel like giving them breaks will give us the higher quality of hockey to watch. Yeah, couldn't agree more on that one. Well, so today, since uh, Trevor and I are here together watching the World Junior game, we're going to give you guys some uh, some live updates. So we're going to come back to you here at the first intermission, the second intermission, and at the end of the game. What do you think about that one, Trevor? Man, I'm excited. We'll give you guys up-to-date uh, st- uh, scores and everything. And, I mean, I'm just excited to watch the boys go. Yeah, I am too. So uh, we'll talk to you guys here in about... Uh, it'll be 40 minutes from our time now. So, But yeah, next time you hear from us, we'll have a first period update. Let's go Canada! See ya! Fire me up, fellas! What a period! Holy cow, Pauly! What an amazing first period of this World uh, Junior game between Canada and Czech Republic. Is it just me or like, did I see 3-3 three to three before we fucking left the living room? <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Was Canada down 3-1 to one there? Man, I don't even know what happened. Like, they went up one nothing, Then they sc- then Czech scored that... Well, that first Canada goal. Holy McTavish. Yeah. Beauty. But then you get fucking Mr. Czechia. I don't even know his name, to be honest. But What a goal. Puts it through his legs. Then goes backhand. Short side Cheddar on Grand. That's beauty. So, I've, before that first goal... I looked up Paulie and I said, do I eat my words? Because of that one huge save that We Grant... thought Grand made. We thought he made, but that puck went in off. That was a goal. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the save he made before. Yeah. Like, man, you know what? He's he left three. He's already let in three. So we'll see if he... Re, he'll, he's going to definitely regroup after this first period. Wow. And I mean, but like... The way he's playing right now, I'd say he deserves to be the number one right now. Not just because he was on the team last year, but because he's playing. I know he played really well against Russia in that pre-tournament game. And he's looking okay right now. So, he's definitely going to regroup. So, I think he's going to be better in the second and third. Yeah, to be honest, I don't think you can really blame Grand for the way that any of those goals went in. Like, the Czech Republic just came in like a house on fire. There was four goals scored in that... First period, four in the first five minutes. Well, not in the first, but... In a five-minute span. In a five-minute span. Four goals in a five-minute span. And now, we're tied up going into the second period. Like, holy cow, what a period. Hey, we got to give credit to uh, an old ex-kitcher ranger, Donovan Sabrango. Sabrango, baby, ties her up. Let's go. Out of voice, Sabrango. Yeah, I'm very intrigued now to see how the rest of this game is going to play out. You know what? The boys are going, and I mean... The, that uh, that second goal by uh, Owen Power, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it could have been goal goalie interference. I don't think it was. It was a play in the net, but because Perfetti got out of the crease right away, the goalie had an opportunity to get up and get the uh, get that next shot. It just looked like he was a little slow. I don't know what yeah. do you think about that. Yeah, like for me, like it was very tough. Like I feel like in a if you're playing in the NHL. You should have the time to get up and get set to make that save again. But where these guys are so young and where they're still learning, like that might be a flaw in this goaltender's the way he's able to get up and get set again to make a save. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like that could be the game changer right there. The refs might have looked at that and saw, okay, well, he probably had the time to get up and get set. 
Well, if you look at the replay, the ref clearly call, uh, waves to show that the uh, there was no call on the play, yeah. and that to keep playing, keep playing. And Owen Power just took advantage of it and took a nice hard shot. Perfetti may have been uh, screening him a little bit yep. once he got back up, but I mean, to me, that was a clean goal. The I know the Czech coaches looked at it, decided that they too probably thought it was a clean goal, and yep. decided not to uh, uh, dis. Not um, not to challenge. Not to challenge exactly. Yeah, totally missed the word there for a second there. That's all right. The Dash bevies, one. the bevies <laughs> are going in tonight, fellas. Just just to warn all the fans, Trevor and I are enjoying a few beverages. So yeah. as the episode gets longer, just bear with us here. <laughs> exactly. Get used to it. We might be a little more excited than normal. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, we always are excited anyway. So yeah, it's World Junior time, baby. Oh, best day of the year. Yeah. So very good first period. I'm intrigued to see. Uh, what the second period looks like now. It's going to be good. I'm hoping that there's more Canadian goals than Czech goals. And yeah. I'm hoping that there's no more than three. But you know what? At the same time, I'm not going to be mad at about six goals in the first fucking period. Dude, it's the six. World Juniors, baby. And the fact that nobody likes seeing watching a Canada blow out another team, right? So, nope. I mean, Czech Republic are taking it to them. I wouldn't say one team is overmatched. The other team, each, uh, both of them have gotten good scoring opportunities. And... It's a good game so far, so it's exciting to watch. Yeah, that's why I love this tournament. You never know what's going to happen. Heck yeah. All right, so I guess we will talk to you guys at the end of the second period, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Woo! Woo! That was a wild second period. Canada finally decided to wake up, and we're now at 5-3. to three. Trevor, what did you think about that second period, bro? Man, the boys are still buzzing. It's good to go back now that they're going into third period, up by two. And we have a little special guest for you guys. One of the members of our watch party here, Nick Trot, is joining us. Give us a little hello, Trots. Hey, how's it going, boys? How's it going out there today? Fucking big World Junior Day today for the Canadians out here, you know. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can take that third period and and uh, go along with it. First first of all, that second period there with that power play little segment there, we got the fucking two-man advantage there, and uh, we had power on the power play. Fuck, that was a powerful lightning power play, power play if you ask me, eh? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what, what does everybody think, eh? I think we got to bring this guy on for some more episodes, because fuck, he just nailed it. Give him another. <laughs> no. Hey, come on, well, try hey, to keep going, well, buddy. I don't come know. On. I mean, hey. Hey, that guy, hey, he fucking, he shined on there, and, and, and that's what they needed. That that two goals there on that power play, that, I think, leading into the third period there, that'll give him their jolt to finish this game off. And I don't think Czech will have a chance coming back on that at all. I don't, I really don't think so. That's they, they, Yeah, they have the fire. That's what we're and I, and I And I think, and I think, looking at this team, if they can keep that going, I think Canada's got the gold. Yeah. I think Canada's got the gold this year. Couldn't agree more, man. I mean, it's nice Hattie by uh, Power, and I mean, the boys are buzzing still, and uh, there was a nice little uh, scrum, and I mean, the Czech, they're still fighting, man. They're giving everything they got, and I mean, it was a nice two-man two, uh, two man advantage, and uh, the boys capitalized. Yeah, it, so, was, uh, it was nice for me anyway to see Grand kind of come back in the second period, not allow a goal after yeah. giving up three in the first. You know, that can be hard on anybody, and giving up three goals in the first period, but... He came in in the second, played well, and the boys in front of him played even better. And a big thing about it is they only got one uh, pre-tournament game against the other countries, right? Like, they played yeah. the U-sports, and 
no discredit to you sports athletes, but I mean, the World Junior players, you have the best of the best for Team Canada, right? So they're giving they're giving everything they got. So they're gonna there's a good chance that they're gonna beat them, but at the same time, so you got to look at it like guys are nervous, right? Oh yeah. Like Grand, did he did he play a game last year or did? Um, he, I think he played. Was, he played in around Robin, but it was mostly. But uh, it was kind Gunter. of. A, it was mostly that. that it was a filler Gunter game, basically, year, yeah. right? So, so he he came in. He could have been a little nervous going into going into the start tonight. He didn't. He only had half a game in the pre-tournament game against Russia. Yeah. So then, now now he's got. Now he had a period. He has two periods under his belt. So he looked a lot better in the second, and now he's more confident, calm. Yeah, and he'll, I think I he'll be good to go. I think that too. That too is a big thing for goalies as well. You come into the game and you're nervous a little bit. And you 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 go down three goals. You take you you know you take three goals and then you come out and having a really good period. That's a big confidence booster for the guy as well too. You got to look at it like that, right? Too. And yeah. You know, especially when you go behind like that and you're going into the next period. That's another like you know you're already nervous coming into the game and you come into it like that. You got another three goals under your belt that take against you, right? And you're just like, well. Shit, but he turned it around coming to the second game, second second period, sorry, and you know really turned it around for the boys. Yeah, they, that's definitely, they, and then, hey, that's definitely hey, a great no, way. Hey, there's no story, there's no stories on the Left Side Lock podcast. It's only be betters, okay? Step up, <laughs> <laughs> dash one on the kid. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. No, I I totally agree with yeah. you, buddy. Yeah, it's, yeah, no, for sure. He's look, he looked a lot better, and I think I think Canada is going to be smooth sailing from here on. I out. think so as well. Yeah, so I think we should start Braku against Austria. I mean, Costa had a little bit of a chance to shine, had his opportunity against Russia, didn't play the best. So I think we give Braku the opportunity now against uh, Austria coming up in game two. And then we go back to, uh, what's his name there, Trevor? Grand. Yeah, you got to go back to Grand and the, the third game because you don't want to chirp Austria, but at the same time, it is kind of one of those filler games where... They might not be the most competitive team. I mean, they're going to give us a game. But, yeah, you definitely got to give Braku uh, a shot to give him a fair shot, right? Because in the uh, in the ex- the pre-tournament game, it was Grand and Casa. And like Paulie just said, Casa didn't look that well. And, I mean, I'm a huge Casa fan. I think the kid's awesome. But, again, the what you got to go with the hot hand. Yeah, you got to go with what's working right now, right? Yeah, you don't... You don't, you don't uh... You don't mess with the status quo there. If, it, if it's working, you, you let it go, right? You let it roll. And that's that's just that, that's what they got to find. It's early in the tournament, right? Exactly. So, well, especially being a short tournament, right? You only have four uh, regular uh, round-robin games, and yeah. then you go quarterfinals, semis, and finals, ultimately. So that's only seven, uh, that's only seven games, right? Yeah. So, again, you got to go with the hot hands, especially in a short tournament. So whoever's whoever's on fire is going to be the starter, I think, in my opinion. That's it. Let's get ready for a big third period here. I think uh, Canada's kind of got this one locked down. I'm not trying to jinx him. I'm going to knock on wood. And uh, let's pull out a dub for game one. Hey, fellas. That's what I. That's what we're talking about here. Let's go. Maybe Canada, maybe, maybe power can pull some more power through that. I don't know. Yeah, let's see if he keeps <laughs> it going. Man. I love it, bro. Let's go, Canada. <laughs> let's baby. go, Canada. Boys. Here we right, go. We'll see you guys soon. Woo! Hey, baby. Who? Ah. Uh. What a game. The fellas start the tournament off 1-0. and 
I mean, I didn't expect it to be 3-3 three to three after the first, but what a game. How do you feel about that one, Trev? I'm fired up, buddy. The boys played well. The third period wasn't too exciting. They got that last goal by uh, uh, Zellweger to uh, ice the cake. And, I mean, we move on now to uh, Austria on the 28th yeah. for the next game. Yeah, that was overall, you know what, like a little bit of a slow start, but I think Grand was able to get uh, settled in a little bit. And the boys played well. Overall, great game. I think we get ready now for Austria game two. I don't like to take any opponent lightly, so I mean, hopefully we drive them into the ground like twelve nothing, twelve to two or yeah, something. Yeah, it wouldn't be too bad. You know, just get put the a, boys' confidence up a little bit. Put a uh, definition win in, in the books and uh, just keep the boys rolling. That's it. It was a great way to start the tournament today, and I mean, I'll take it. Any day I was able to get together with Trevor here, it was good. Yeah, any day we get to watch World Junior Hockey is a beautiful day. Yeah, Christmas time, baby. It's my favorite. So, now with uh, the NHL, they postponed uh, another day. So now, instead of uh, starting back up on the 27th, we're, uh, they're going to be starting games again on the 28th, hopefully, as long as they don't um, bring in any new uh, delays. I just saw that they're going to be bringing the taxi squads back. I was going to say, I was just going to say, I read that too. They're thinking about bringing taxi squads back. No, they officially back. made the decision. Yeah, it's official yeah. now, eh? Yeah, the NHL released a statement. And uh, so they're going to be, yeah, the ta- taxi squads are back and going to be a lot more uh, COVID policies that they're going to be stricter guidelines and policies in place to uh, ensure that we can finish the season. Yeah, I mean, as long as we, as us as fans, have more hockey to watch, NHL's got to do what they got to do to keep everybody safe. That's all that matters at the end of the day, as long as the players are safe. At the end of the day, that's the most important thing, mm-hmm. is that the players are safe. They got families and everything else like we and do I at think, home. I think so. the NHL can do a good job on it. So yeah, they, did, they, as... did a, they did a great job last year. We had a very enjoyable season, I think. We were able to make do of what we had. And I think that's the biggest thing is people, I don't think people understand that enough is that we haven't really, in the modern day, we haven't really experienced something like this. No. So everybody's doing kind of flying about the seat of their pants, right? Yeah. Where people are, they're doing whatever they can to make the most things work the best. Yeah. Making the most out of every, whatever we can. It's not the best of times that we're living in, but that's like Trevor and I right now. We're getting this fire, this uh, podcast fired up and trying to make the most of it and hoping you guys are enjoying us here along the ride. Yeah, exactly, buddy. So There goes so, exactly yeah. again. There goes exactly again. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, uh, we got pointed out. We like to say exactly. What's another one we like to say a lot, Trevor? Uh, dude, we haven't had dude too many times. No, and uh, 100, like, 100%. 100%, 100% I guess we one. say those ones a lot. So, we're trying to cut them out, all right? So, give us a break here. This, I'm going to shout this one out to uh, Mama and Papa Ryan. They kind of called us out today as I came over. Hey, but you know what? We, as a new podcast, we love the feedback. Yeah. So if you're Rip a fan, us. let us know if you if we're doing something you like or if we're doing something you don't like. If we're saying the one word too many times, we're trying our best. We've been trying to be more aware of it. and yeah. uh, But when we get fired up, we just go with it. So... Sometimes you just got to deal with it. <laughs> you got to deal with it. That's it. <laughs> but at the same time, don't forget, we're going to work as hard as we can to make this as, as enjoyable for you guys as we can. All right. So we're going to hop right into it 
with uh, the, what could have been at the Olympics in terms of the NHLs. So what we did was we came up, Paul and I came up with a Canada 1, Canada 2, and USA. Yeah. So we, we put together what we thought would be some good line uh, line combinations. What what we could have seen come February. Now, we're going to tell you now, come episode three, we're going to give you what we're probably going to see at the Olympics. We're going to try and break down what the teams are actually going to look like between the Canadian and American teams. So make sure you come back next Monday so you can uh, get on that. But we're going to get on uh, Team A here. So Trevor, what do you think about Team A? How do you think that team is going to look? You know what, Paulie? I th- it could have been potentially one of the best team candidates we've ever seen. We have a very good core of, we're going to call them veterans, but they're mainly just a bunch of 26 to 29-year-olds that okay. are just, they've played in the NHL for about 10 years already, which is crazy to believe. <laughs> yeah. Because most of them started when they were 18 years old. And then we have a couple of, I don't want to, I don't like the word aging, but they, because the oldest guy that could have been on the team is Marc Andre Fleury at 37. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, mean he's not that's not that young. So, I'm going to go with the first line and I don't think anybody would have a disagreement with this one with Marchand, Crosby and Bergeron. Yeah, I think the only the only thing that are going to push people they're going to be like, "Well, why is it McDavid on that first line?" Well, one thing you got to look at people is this team is deep very deep like to put it to put it into perspective our third line is mark stone mark shifley and mitch marner or our fourth line sorry that's to put our mine and trevor's fourth line into perspective that's how deep this team is looking so our second line is mcdavid huberto and mckinnon so like you could essentially even swap our first line of crosby bergeron and marchand with that second line of McDavid, McKinnon, and Huberto. Just depends on how you want to roll them and how the matchups would have worked out come playoff time. Or Olympic time, sorry. And did you mention that third line that we have of Stamkos, Point, and Tavares? <laughs> what a team, man. Like, like, arguably, if you look at the 14 guys that we picked, because in the Olympics, you're allowed uh, 13, 13 forwards and 7 defensemen. Yep. And then you have a... Extra hell, an extra guy on forward and uh, defense. Every single guy on that 14 forward list is arguably a first first line player on their uh, respective team. teams. Oh, for sure. And then, Trevor, what do we got for goaltending? Let's look at this. Let's look at our goaltending here. Well, before we go into goaltending, Polly, I want to talk about our 13th and 14th player. Yeah, let's get because there. I'm because it's crazy to think that uh, Ryan O'Reilly is your 13th forward. Like the guy. Yeah. Could could easily be a second or third line yeah. on this team, but like Canada's so deep, and then you got I think just Matt Barzal is just the odd man out because of numbers. Yeah, and I think Barzal's the type of player that you can, if you lose any right winger throughout that tournament, if you lose any left winger throughout that tournament, or if you lose any centerman throughout that tournament, Barzal can fit that slot. He's one of those multi-dimensional players that can play the wing. He can play center. He's a fantastic player and someone that you would want to take as your extra guy. And you know what? Come 2026, I guarantee you, you'll see him first or second line on this Team Canada roster. He's not a 14th forward in four years. No. 
He's a first or second okay. liner, I think. Just give him a little bit more experience, let him keep playing a little bit more. He's going to be an elite player All in right, the buddy. NHL and the Olympics. All right, buddy. I know how excited you are about goaltending. So let's get into it. I think we got to go with our guy, Carey Price. Yeah. That's that's an anticipation that he's going to yeah. be ready and mentally prepared to be there. Yeah. Then you got to you have to go with the the hot hand that was when he was in uh, Vegas. He's starting to pick it up now in uh, Chicago and yep. Marc-Andre Fleury. And then I think you take Bennington for the experience because yeah, this is the last this 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 third spot is tough. And we're going to talk about this here in our third team too because in our second team, too, because there is another goalie that I think should be involved in our second team. He's not there, so we're going to get there. Okay, and then our back end, man. The oldest... Okay, just to take into this, our oldest guy on the back end here of the eight defensemen is Pietrangelo at 32 years old. Who could potentially still be there in four years. I think if he stays the same way... Yep, that, that I think, leadership I think on the back there. end. I think he's there. He's, he'll be 36 in four years. And um, I think if he keeps playing the way he is, he'll be a great, great mentor for the uh, younger kids that are coming up again. Yeah. So, do you want to take it away with the rest of the D? Yeah, I mean, for Trevor and myself, like our first pairing, we got Alex Petrangelo and Kill McCarr. That Kill McCarr kid, he is Filthy. wicked. Great player. And another great asset on that Colorado team there in the, in the NHL. You got Shea Theodore, and in our opinion, Morgan Riley. He just, um, Shea Theodore, he's a great stay-at-home kind of guy. He's physical, block shots, good on the PK and power play. He does everything. Yeah, and that Morgan Riley, I think Toronto got, got lucky. The Toronto Maple Leafs got lucky in signing him to the deal that they just extended him Oh, with. for sure. And he, then uh, you look at that, that uh, fourth pairing, you got... Dougie Hamilton and Darnell Nurse. I mean, you can't go wrong. Those are our two oldest guys on the back end at 28 and 27, other than Petriangelo. And they're towers, man. And they're both huge. And they're both considered offensive defensemen. Yeah, exactly. And then on the, the two extras, the two extras could fit anywhere in that top six pairing with Thomas Shabbat and Aaron Ekblad. Aaron Ekblad, let's not forget... He was into the OHL as a 16-year-old exceptional status player. Thomas, Playing in Florida, who, by the way, underrated as yeah. could be. And then you got Thomas Shabbat. In four, he's only 25 years old. He's literally one of Canada's future defensemen. He's going to be there until he can't play any longer. Yeah. And, I mean, he's like he's one of the bright stars in Ottawa, right? Ottawa's picking up now, but, like, he's definitely a core piece on their back end. So. Yeah. He's gonna be. Uh, he's definitely gonna do well for years to come. So, Ottawa is one of those teams. I think we got to look out for coming up here. I couldn't agree more, man. They're they got that grittiness now. That yeah. That what they're missing. Like now they got some good young players that are coming in, and they want to be. The, they want to play, right? I think the only thing that they're missing right now are the is. The fans, like they, yeah, they just having... can't get fans out to Canada. Like, but that's the hard part, right? Like, they're the Ottawa Senators, but they, but their arena is in Canada. So, like, if you think about it, like, you look it up on Google Maps, Canada is a little bit out of. Well, if you look at Ottawa, if you look at the main, uh, the all the main teams like that have great attendance, all their arenas are downtown. Yep. Where Canada, I think, is about like a 15, 20 minute trek. 
from downtown Ottawa. Paulie's going to uh, confirm with that, the uh, distance. But, I mean, if you don't have It's access, a 20-minute drive. So, a 20-minute drive to downtown. To Canada. So, if you don't have access to the arena for fans that... Exactly. Like, it's not central location, you're not going to get a turnout. No. And it's tough, right? So... If you don't have easy public transportation, because let's, let's be real... Hockey fans like to drink while they're enjoying hockey games. So who's going to... you got to be responsible, not drink yeah. and drive. So, I mean, at the same time, am I going to want to pay out the 60 or $70 to yeah. pay for the cab or the Uber or whatever it is to take me to the rink in Canada and come back? Well, have you ever taken the GO train down to the... Uh, uh, what is it called now? The Scotia Bank Arena? Yeah. <laughs> is it still called the Scotia Bank Arena? Yeah, Scotia like Bank always... Arena. They're changing that name AK, constantly. Air Canada Center to me. Air Canada Center to us. <laughs> yeah. But you go down there on a, a hockey night, holy, on a Leaf game. It's yeah. insane, but there's so many trains and uh, buses out there. But, like, it's such a, it's all downtown, so it's like, you can it go works there. well. Go there and get yourself home. You don't have to worry about parking you yeah. can have a couple of drinks and take the train home. I think a team like I think a team like Ottawa needs to invest in putting an arena in downtown yeah. Ottawa because exactly. that for sure that city and everybody would I think bring home more revenue. All right, so do you want to go on the team B for Canada? Or just want to go with team A for USA here. I say we go team B. I think there might be a, some viewers that have. A couple disagreements with us. Yeah, I mean, between Team A and B. I agree. But like everything, everybody has an opinion. Yeah, because you know what? This first line, there's one player I think could be on Team A here. I put Hall on Which, Team A. Taylor Hall could be there, but Claude Giroux could be there too. He's having a pretty good season. Yeah. So then you have you have to go with Mr. Reliable, Zach Hyman. Yeah. He just, you know what? I think the Leafs couldn't afford him. Or maybe just didn't want to pay him what he deserves. Yeah. And you look at what he's doing in Edmonton now. Yeah, he's playing and well, man. He goes, he literally goes to any team and, and he'll well. be a top six player and he'll make your other top six guys better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. So then you got second line, you got Sean Couturier. Nick Suzuki and Tom Wilson. Now this Nick so, Suzuki Suzuki pick might hurt with you a little bit at home, but buddy, I'm telling you right now, Trevor and I both agree, and the consensus when we talk to our other hockey fans, this Nick Suzuki kid, he is going to be a stud. Hey, and you know what? We have him on Canada B, but there were some analysts that had him on the A team. On the yeah. number on Canada yeah. one, so I mean, yeah, like if you guys watch TSN and Sports Center, and for you American listeners, maybe you watched ESPN. Some of those analysts had Suzuki on Team A. So what does that say for twenty twenty six in four years? Look out! So then, then we go to line three. We got uh, two familiar guys that know each other very well, in Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben. Yeah, Tyler then, Ben, Tyler Ben. No, Jamie Ben. Jamie Ben. Yeah, I was all fucked you up. You thinking of his brother, Jordy? Jordy. You don't, don't even have a brother named Tyler. Come on, man. <laughs> Paulie's had a few beers Paulie's tonight, had a fellas. couple. It's no, World man. Junior season, <laughs> I'm fellas. I'm just messing with you, buddy. And then on that right wing, you put Jordan Everly with those three. Yeah, that's a good so line. They're All three of them are somewhat gritty. Like, yeah. And then they, they're all talented enough to score and put the puck in the net. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. And then. 
we got a, a fourth line who another line that's gritty but got some scoring. That's ability. crazy. Fourth and, line on, on Team B. Yeah, we got David Perrin, Bo Horvat, and Jonathan Marsasol on Team B. Fourth, fourth line. line. I take that for first line on the Montreal Canadiens right now. In a heartbeat. First line Montreal Canadiens right now. We got that Team B for Team Canada. Yeah, and then we got we got Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who's uh, having a de- decent year in yep. Edmonton right now as the 13th forward. And he can pretty much go anywhere in the lineup if needed. And then you got Logan Couture, who easily who could get a uh, slot in there in any spot too. Yeah, for sure. So you want to do you want to go with the goalies or do you want to? I know you're yeah you got well, a couple concert. Uh, I'm gonna talk on the goalies here because okay, I'll let you have that. One. So we got we got <laughs> Carter Hart. I mean Carter Hart, Mackenzie Blackwood, Darcy Kemper. Now. For me, I would almost substitute out Carter Hart for Tristan Yari. Really? I would. Really? 150%. Oh, okay. So, I have a love-hate relationship with Tristan Yari. Tristan Yari, the one-year fantasy killed it for me. Then last year when I bet every all the marbles on there, he... Basically should have bought me dinner. Yeah, but look at what Tristan Yari is doing right now. Yeah. And I don't think Carter Hart has done anything whatsoever to even be in the fucking discussion. Not this season. No. I don't think he has. Maybe not this season. Then season that matters. But what's Tristan Yari doing right now? Leading the league in save percentage? On a stacked Pittsburgh team. Yeah, exactly. So how can you go with... So I think Tristan, so then, I think so Tristan put, Yari so put, beats out Carter Hart so put Carter, every day. So put Carter Hart on. It was the same thing with flipping with Matt Murray. I, 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 Matt I Murray feel is not... Carter Hart came Matt in. Matt Murray's not a top 10 Carter Hart, goalie. Carter Hart came Carter in. put Carter Hart on Pittsburgh. I think he's stuck in the next think I think he has the same numbers. No, I don't think so. I, yeah, dude, Tristan, put Tristan Yari on the Flyers. I think he could be good. I don't think he has the same numbers. No? No. He's a bat, like, I don't think he's a number, a starting goalie in the NHL. I think he is. I guess we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. This is why this is good shit, though. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't know, man. Like, I'd probably start Kemper over fucking I Hart. Have, I have Kemper as the starting. Like, so just a little background, folks. We we wrote it up, like, lines up and stuff like that. For Canada being the U.S., we kind of just put lines. Didn't really put, like, what order they are. So, right now, it shows Carter Hart as the starter. Blackwood as the backup. And then Kemper as the third goalie. But, like Paul said, Kemper would probably be starting... I would start And Kemper then I'd have Card as the back Hart put, as the backup. Yeah. Blackwood. But like the thing with Blackwood he's on is he's on New Jersey. Yeah. So nobody actually knows like we know he's good because we watched him on Team Canada in the World Juniors over yeah. here. I mean you but, put him on a half decent team, like he could be a cup contending goalie. Yeah. It, I mean I'm not convinced absolutely. with Carter Hart though. See, I think I think Carter Hart's the real deal. 
But we're gonna. He's only twenty three. Hey years man, old you know what? Maybe maybe we'll revisit this come off season this year, and we'll see who's got the better stats. Hey, yeah. write that down, Trevor. Tristan Yari versus Carter Hart. We're gonna come back to it. All right. And because uh, I think Yari's gonna have a better year, but we'll come back to it. Just for you guys, okay. anyway, because this has been this has been a good little discussion. All right, we're gonna get into the Team USA. No, I want to talk about the defense. Oh, fucking Team B defense. This guy, this guy's all over the map right now. I gotta. There's a reason why I gotta keep him in line. That's why Trevor's here, fellas. (laughs) Polly's had a few too many beers. We're gonna keep going. All right, so I'm just gonna spit out the top, the eight that we have. This is this is predicting everybody is healthy and 100% ready to go. Couldn't agree that more on that one. Okay, so we got Bowen Byram, Drew Doughty, Josh Morrissey, Brent Burns. Tyson Berry, Chris Letang, Jacob Chikrin, and Jake Muzzin. Yeah, I think that's a good, that's solid. And I think in four years, if Byron Byram is healthy, he can compete to get on that team A. No, I think, no, I think he's on team A. If he can get healthy. As long as he stays healthy and keeps playing the way he plays, I think he's I think on Chikrin team A. Can get no, there too. no problem. Chikrin could be. Yeah. Chikrin could have I mean, easily really, been there this year. Right. They got this year's Olympics. Yeah, but it's who does he beat out though? Like that's uh, out of the out of the first out of eight, what we got now. I think he beats out Ekblad. Thinking about now, we don't even have Shea Weber in that conversation. No, I know, but Shea Weber's. I think Shea Weber's going to be retired. I think so too. By the end but, of the season, unfortunately. But and I mean that's a heartbreak to us and all the other Habs fans. But I think unfortunately sometimes guys just have to retire due to injuries. That's it. Yeah. And I think I'm glad awesome. to see someone like Crosby's been able to keep going. He made me nervous early in his career. And... Oh, I'm really glad that uh, but, the injuries that he but he had in the I beginning. I think to be to me like that's where the difference in the type of games from Crosby's decade to say Gretzky's decade because Gretzky had McSorley following him around all day. Yeah, and Gretzky wouldn't get traded unless McSorley came, and there's a reason for that. Because well, nobody would touch Gretzky well, because a, McSorley was coming after your Gretzky, ass. Gretzky had a bodyguard. On exactly. Line. Crosby but, doesn't have a bodyguard. But Ovi no doesn't one, have a bodyguard. No one would stand up though. Like that's the, I think that's the difference in the two styles of game. True. They're they're trying to weaned out fighting now. Yes, they are. But when you're in Gretzky's but era, but some of these young kids that are coming in, yeah, they're bringing it Arbor, right back. Arbor Zhekaj, Arbor Zhekaj, yeah. he is a big scrapper. Oh yeah, I love watching his fights. All right, let's get into the uh, meat and potatoes with the USA, man. Team USA, yeah. I think you know what they have a good team, man. Some great leadership on that squad, and some good, some good young lads. So, again, this is everybody being available and healthy. Yeah. So first line, we got to go with Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goudreau, Austin Matthews, and Patty Kane. I think uh, I'm going to tell you right now. I think Austin Matthews would probably win the MVP of that whole tournament. Oh yeah, I can see. I it. think he would probably lead that whole Olympic tournament in goal scoring. The way Austin Matthews is playing right now, dude, he's on fire and I out mean, of this world, man. And that, I hate. You know how much that hurts yeah. my heart to say that as a Habs fan, him being a Leaf player. But he's, but we are biased. We know. We know, I understand good hockey. We'll admit players. when. Yeah, we'll admit when players are good. Yeah. And if if it happens to be Leafs players, that's it. We'll admit it. Yeah. But. Yeah, he and that shot of his, his whole yeah. cow. His shot is crazy, man. So then we go with uh, Kyle Connor, who's playing unreal with Winnipeg right now. Yeah, Dylan Larkin and Max Pacioretty. He's having a crazy year, patches, man. man. I know he had a rough go when he left Montreal at but first, but 
But I miss I miss him in uh, in the red, white, and blue. But I think so. I, I I will still say Montreal won that trade. We got Suzuki and Tatar out of that yeah, deal, man. We I think we won that. And then, man, I like I love this third line. I, if if I was the coach, I'd put him in first line because I love it. So we got the Kachuk brothers with Jack Eichel. Oh, Brady, buddy, and yeah. I love watching yeah. those kids. I know people hate them because yeah. they're they play with grit. They play like they're old men. I think it's the old new generation. Oh, 100%. The old generation hockey players love the way these guys yeah. play. They, you love you love to, them on your team, but hate to play yeah. against them. He's like another one of those guys. Like the Gallaghers and the Marchands Gall- yeah. and the Tom Wilsons. and uh, The Brendan Lemieux. I know yeah. I know uh, Brady and uh, Brendan Lemieux just got into it, but I mean... Uh, <laughs> that it's fun hockey to watch. Oh, that's it. That's it, right? And then on the fourth line, we have JT Miller, Jack Hughes, and Blake Wheeler. That's what I mean. Like this team, uh, these these forward lines could easily compete with Canada well, all tournament. When we were talking about it, we had a hard time picking the last five guys because we had a list of what seven or eight guys mm-hmm. that any guy could have been interchangeable. Yeah, and. Step right in, and their team still wouldn't be weaker. No, exactly, man. So, and then our thirteenth and fourteenth guy, we have Jack, uh, Jake Gensel, and uh, Brock Besser, and who are both awesome. Twenty twenty six. Those guys are going to be second or first line guys on your team USA team. I think the only guy that might not be there on in twenty twenty six is, or one or two guys is probably Blake Wheeler. And maybe Patrick Kane. Maybe Patrick Kane, yeah. Maybe, maybe Patrick Kane. Then, looking at the D, I, this is tough to say, but I personally think these eight defensemen that we have are Probably potentially the best better. In the tournament. Yeah, best defensive core in the tournament. And the whole, even, what would have been the whole even tournament. Even over Canada. Yeah, I agree, And dude. I mean, these, all these guys are unreal on their own level and you put them all together is just filthy like so i'm going to list the names and then paulie can give his opinion on it too so we got adam fox who was the norris winner last year seth jones john carlson charlie mcavoy quinn hughes zach wardrensky jacob slavin 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 or slavin i guess slavin and then ryan mcdonough Who's got a solid uh, veteran presence there? Like we didn't even we couldn't even put in Cam Fowler, exactly on Anaheim. And I mean, he's a stud in his own right. And then you got these top eight players. Eight like those. Just think about how not even all of those eight are going to be would be dressing come game one. Like you got to put at least two of them up in the press box. No one because uh, you're allowed seven defensemen. In uh, international competition. Yeah, you gotta put one. What one are you putting in the press box here? What one are you putting in, Trevor? Probably Ryan McDonough. I was gonna say Slavin. It's one of those. But it's like, man, like you could even put Wierenski in. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. Like, Like, the American defense is crazy. And then you look over at their goaltending. Then their their back end just keeps getting better. Like, what's their goaltending look like, Trevor? What do you think of their goaltending? Okay, so... This is so we right now we have one, two, and three in John Gibson, Connor Hellebuck, and Jack Campbell. And I mean, 
any single one of the three of them could be the starter, the backup, or the guy sitting. Yeah. Like, Campbell's arguably up in the Vesna conversation yep. this year. Campbell's He's been, having a great year with the Leafs. Campbell's been playing unreal. I'm so glad. Like, even as a Habs fan, I watched him when he was in junior because Jack Campbell's my, is uh, born in 92. Mm-hmm. And, like, I grew up watching him when he was in junior. Um, he played for uh, the Sioux Greyhounds. And... Uh, in the OHL, and I mean, he uh, he dominated in the World Juniors when he played, and he was drafted 11th overall by LA. Yep. And I think he just had, unfortunately, they had uh, Quick Corey or behind Quick Jonathan at, Quick in LA. Yeah. I don't. Sorry, I don't know why I just blinked on his yeah. name there for a second. Well, that's but yeah. the thing. Like he had to sit there behind <laughs> Quick, and like Quick was already an established starter. Yep. So now, Soupy Campbell. Do you Leaf fans call him Soupy? I don't know. I don't get that. Do you get that nickname? Well, I get the name Soup because of Campbell Soup, but I guess Campbell Soup. I don't know Soupy, but you want to call him Soupy. But he's played well this regular season, and he, I mean, I'm very intrigued to see what happens come playoffs because you know what? He didn't play that well in last year against Montreal. He definitely deserved to he get had a, a knock to uh, a nod to get to the Olympics. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I think he, sh- I think he should have went. I think he would have had that opportunity to go. And it's just sad because there's a lot of these players now that this might have been their only chance to get there and represent their countries respectively, yeah. and they're not going to get to go anymore. I wouldn't say so much Team USA because if you look at this Team USA team, they're young. There's only three guys that are, yeah, I would say, in their thirties: Patrick Kane. Yeah. I don't um, say we'll be back. Max Pacioretty. ready. No. Nope. And Blake Wheeler. Yeah, those three I think are going to be gone. But other <coughs> then, than that, your, your then core you got team is Gibson, there. Gibson's born in 93. Uh, Jack Campbell's born in 92. Yeah, Hellebuck's still young. Hellebuck, I think, is born in 94. So he's... So, like, all three of those guys are under the um, under 30 right now. Yeah, they'll be back. So they'll all be back. Then... John Carlson might be in his 30s. I'm not. A, Ryan McDonough is in his 30s. Yeah, he's older. So Ryan McDonough will probably be gone. Carlson will probably still be there because that guy's a powerhouse. I the thing is like the I find like lately now like the Canadian and American sides are able to uh, like make higher quality players so much better. Like the NCAA has done such a good job the last 10 years oh. of bringing in high quality prospects. Like, it's crazy. And now with the Olympics coming up this year, I would not be surprised if you see NCAA players representing their, con- their countries at the Olympics. Look at the first uh, the first five picks in this past draft. Three of them were on uh, University of Michigan. Yeah, exactly. Like, like just typically, typically you would see, like, your higher draft picks coming out of the CHL. Or the odd guy from Europe. From Europe. But I found lately, like, the NCAA has done an un- unbelievable job of developing their players and making them ready for the NHL-type game. And, yeah, and talking about the CHL, we have a little bit of a CHL update. Um, so the Memorial Cup is still hasn't been uh, postponed or canceled as of yet. So they're still hoping to have it uh, run June 4th to the 13th in 2022. Hosted by the St. John Sea Dogs. Oh, so that tournament's supposed to be in St. John's, New Brunswick, New Brunswick. is it? Yeah, yeah don't, con- don't, don't confuse, confuse that it. with St. John's, Newfoundland. It's St. John. St. John. There's no S. It's <laughs> not plural. 
St. John, New Brunswick. Yeah. And then uh, we have a little bit of look at the uh, top 10 uh, CHL teams. So, Paul, you want to start with that or maybe the top five and I'll take the rest? Yeah, so first we got the uh, Winnipeg Ice. Known, they were recently uh, changed their name from the Kootenai Ice to the Winnipeg Ice. Oh, I didn't know that. That's, yeah, they were, okay, they were that's the Kootenai Ice, yeah. We got the uh, Winnipeg Oil Kings, who are represented in the World Juniors. We got uh, Sebastian Casa. He's on the uh, Oil Kings. Uh, the Kingston Frontenacs, exceptional player Shane Wright's there. Uh, number four, Charlington Islanders. Charlottetown Islanders. Charlottetown Island. Charlottetown Islanders. They're in the queue. I think they're out uh, east. And then we got the Everett Silvertips. Then at number five, Trevor. Yeah, and then number six, you got the Quebec Ramparts. And then you have the, uh, at seven, the Kamloops Blazers. They've got a high number of players playing the World Junior Tournament. Uh, number eight, you got Sherbrooke Phoenix. And then... To uh, nine, you got Mississauga Steelheads. And the and then, oh, first team from, no, second oh, team from the O. Second team from the O. And then to round out the top ten, another OHL team, the Guelph Storm. Boo. And then to go with uh, the three honorable mentions, they have one from each league. So from the West, uh, they have uh, the Seattle Thunderbirds. From the Q is the Gatineau Olympics. And uh, from the O is the Barry Colts. You got to think that Brant Clark, who was a, a snub on Team Canada, is a big factor of that team. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, maybe uh, he could have been a little bit more useful in that slow first period Team Canada had today, but we still came away with the, with the big W. So we'll see how the team goes with uh, without Brant Clark, but I'm very interested because... And that, I... that's the big thing, right, is you can only, uh, you can only contemplate and... Um, question if you're gonna if the the snubs were a big deal but if they end up winning the tournament then who cares it's kind of proven that it's like well we didn't technically need them right so yeah, they knew what they were doing but exactly they went, but then when you look at that year they didn't take nugent hopkins blew a three nothing lead to the russia in the third period oh don't talk goal. to me about that fuck drives me nuts bro oh. drives me nuts all right buddy i think uh I think that's pretty good for this uh, this episode. Yeah, I think we rounded up episode two pretty well. I hope you guys had a great holidays and uh, enjoy the rest of this World Junior Tournament here. Yeah, we'll be back uh, later in the week. Um, next Sunday, we'll be recording another episode. And uh, by then, um, the round robin should will be uh, wrapping up and we'll be looking forward to getting uh, to talk about the World World Junior uh, quarterfinals, final, semifinals, and finals, and uh, any more updates about the NHL. And I believe that the OHL is starting back up in a day or two. Perfect. And make sure you keep those uh, push notifications on, because you never know. Any day, Trevor and I can come back with an emergency bonus episode, just like we did uh, there last Friday. So uh, be ready. And I think our drinks are empty now, so we got to go back upstairs and refill them. Time for a refill. So uh, we will see you guys next week, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. And if you did, make sure to like and subscribe to us on how you ever listen to us today. And uh, be sure to follow us at Left Side Lock on Instagram, and be sure to follow Shape by Sports on Instagram as well for any sports content. Yeah, and if you hear any uh, background 
noise going on right now. It's all of our live studio audience that have had a couple more drinks than us and getting a little out of control upstairs. Yeah, it's time for us to go join the party. So uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Eh? See ya. Cheers, friends. Cheers.